Studios, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, we are back with part two of Pit Crawler. It's a holiday weekend. We're not going to waste any more of your time. Let's get to the show. Just while we're on the cat flap situation, <laughs> that brings up a, another important question. So in Pit Crawler, all humanoid or like classic fantasy races kind of characters, they're all up for grabs, they're all pit crawlers, there's no mechanical difference. What kind of pit crawler is dirt and what kind is Sarah? Oh, so you can be like man. human, orc, goblin, elf, minotaur, kobold, yeah, I think- misc. Yeah, I, I think we're going to go with, with Misk. Dirt is, I think, what would classically be referred to as like a mutt. Like, we know there's a lot of rat in there. Dirt is human-shaped, but like, that's kind of all you get. And it's almost like a Jawa situation where Dirt is wearing uh, no. like this robe and hood and you can't quite tell what's going on underneath. I like the idea of Dirt as a Jawa sort of figure. Mm-hmm. Maybe with like a little nose poking out. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly with whiskers. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about Sarah? Sarah, man, what what feels fun for Sarah? Like we already have a bunch of skeletons, and I think skeletons are so classic and fun and cool. And I lo- I love the aesthetics of like traditional fantasy bad guy stuff. You know. Mm. What about, you know, the ghost of Christmas future in A Muppet's Christmas Carol? Yes, yes. What about that, but wearing full plate armor? I love that. That's very good. That's very good. Okay, nice. So that's that's what we're going to go with. A lot of robes in mm-hmm. this house. Yeah. yeah. So you've come in and you have said to Sarah that there's, there's stuff going on at the neighbors. The neighbors are revolting. The neighbors are revolting. Well, I know that, but what else is new? Well... <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're not going to work. They're going to refuse to work. What do they mean they're not going to work? I, I, I well, try to gonna, understand Who's going to collect Skullog's things? That's who's what I Who's going to do Skullog's chores? That's what I thought. What, is it, what do they think they are? People? And I, I think with that, dirt just like kind of wretches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a little bit of dry heaving. Don't. Say that to me. You know I have a weak constitution. Well, this is terrible. How must Skullog be taking this? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Imagine being saddled with the burden of genius like Skullog and all of a sudden having people refuse to work because they can't afford flesh on their bones. Like, that that's so entitled. It's absolutely disgusting. Nobody wants to work anymore. That's what I say. I and mean, that's what look I at agree me. with. I had four hours of sleep last night. Four hours. Absolute bloody luxury. And where, where else are you getting that? No, no, no. The fire wizard's not going to give you that, certainly. Absolutely not. I mean, it's always bloody blazing blazes in his establishment. Crackles and sparks all day. Well, you know what I think we should do? What's, what's, what's we should that, Head Sarah? up to Skullog's Mountain and we should just 
do as much of his chores as we can possibly do. So that he doesn't even have to notice there's a strike on. That's an idea that I get behind. Yeah, we can... All we need to do is put in some elbow grease, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, and he won't even notice. And you know what? I'm sure he'll be grateful. I'm sure he will. He will notice that we are at work. And then... Then maybe we'll get promoted to... Having breaks or... Having five hours sleep. Man... Five hours of sleep. But definitely not more than that, because that would be selfish. No, I, I have no... In fact, you know, if I get that extra hour of sleep, I'm going to spend it dreaming about a better life for Skalar. As you should. I'm going to I'm gonna pack the elephant, I'm going to put the elephant together, and we're yep. going to be on our way. Okay, so you've got your elephant, you've got your shovel, you've got your lantern, and off you go. Mm-hmm. You take the long trek up to well, it's a, it's like an hour and a half commute on foot mm-hmm. up to the big uh, Skullag's big mountain uh, with the skull. Now um, you don't often actually get to go into the mountain because there is a board outside where Skullag usually puts all of the chores. But as you get up there, there's a there's a crowd. Some of them are skeletons. Some of them still have flesh. Of, of various humanoid creatures. They're all kind of marching in a circle, holding placards, saying things like, um, we want fire, we want flesh, <laughs> chanting, what do we want? Liver! When do we want it? Now! They're kind of making a, a bit of a commotion around the board. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little the, bit the... hard to see what what's there. They actually cheer when they see you coming. And Hesiont's there and, and will say, Dirt, Sarah, you made it! We did. We did. And if you don't mind, Hesiont, I would like to speak to the crowd. Because I feel like I'm connecting. I'm connecting with a lot of the issues that I'm hearing. And I've got some ideas that you'll find really exciting. I'm so glad to hear it. Absolutely, we love a guest speaker. Listen up, everyone. They'll all stop. They'll put their placards down. They'll, well, they'll, they'll hold them steady. And they'll look expectantly at you. In fact, uh, one of them will bring out a box for you to step on. <laughs> yeah, Dirt is going to, like, scramble to, like, unclasp himself from his little harness that he uses to pull the elephant up the hill to, to get to the sign. And he'll, like, scramble on, on like, four limbs up to this box so he can look down over the crowd Everybody, I have been hearing, you know, a lot of talk about wanting flesh, wanting Yay! From from a source that's not a dead animal that you have to whack repeatedly on a table. Woo! And I think because these are all things that our dear wizard has access to. Yeah, he does! Knock it down! Knock it down! And, and I, I, I was just thinking, how do we go about getting this? What do we do? And we could stand here shouting and chanting and waving signs, right? Woo! But wouldn't it feel more fulfilling to roll up our sleeves, <laughs> dig deep, and work harder than we've ever worked before? 
could you make me a face roll? <laughs> the difficulty here is going to be a nine because you're not trying to convince anybody. That would be much, much harder. Yeah. This is just to see how badly they react. Okay. And I believe my face is eight. So I need to explode to make this one work. Yeah. Unless you want to put your heart into it. Oh, you're right. You know what? This character absolutely would put his heart into this impassioned speech. In which case you roll your d10 as well and then add the two results together. Oh, oh, okay. Um, hey, five and a four. That is nine exactly. That is exactly nine. Okay. You say your piece. They're, they're so into it for the first half. You <laughs> had them in the first half. <laughs> and then there's just... Working, working, working. Toil, toil, toil. They stare at you as you chant, and then you hear, Boo, boo, boo. This guy's not a pit crawler. He's a scab. You are bundled <laughs> off the box. Yeah, and somebody just like picks me up by my scruff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they start up their chanting. No more scabs! Except the ones that you have on flesh, because we do want flesh! They get a bit confused at that point. <laughs> yeah, they review their priorities. Yeah. They try to talk through their ideology. But you are now kind of within the fray enough to make it to the job sign. Much of which has been vandalised. Mm -hmm. But... There is one flyer, essentially, that states one little index card. Skulag's actually usually surprisingly organized. Like, he has his little black index cards, and he has his little blood red sharpie, or possibly blood, who can say, that he writes the little jobs on. Uh, the only one that's currently visible is one that says, Wanted pit crawler to seek. The Awakening Flame. Must not ask questions. I would never dream of asking a question, he says, snatching it immediately. Flame must be quenched for payment. All I gotta do is quench a flame? That's easy. That's, that's nothing. I, I could quench a flame in my sleep. I've never seen a flame in my life, and... I hoped not to unless Skalog demanded it of me, which is happening now. <laughs> Perfect. That is just what Skalog would like to hear. Um, however, he's he's not currently here. He doesn't usually actually make himself available to pit crawlers, except when he, he claims to have an open office, uh, sorry, an open mountain policy on mm -hmm. Tuesday afternoons. Yeah, but there is a dress code. Oh, yeah, very strict. And it, it changes every week. So mm -hmm. there's no knowing ahead of time what it's going to be. Someday I'm going to get those 40 gold skulls that you need to, to get in there. <laughs> so there's very little actual information on the card. It tells you that there is something called the Awakening Flame, that it is within this realm, and that it must be found and quenched. All right, gotta find and quench the old Awakening Flame. You know what, uh, Sarah? I think what we need to do, we gotta, we gotta find somebody who's dialed in, who's tapped in, who, who knows what's what. Not a bad idea. Have you got anyone in mind? Well, let's see. We can't 
can't talk to her friends and neighbors as they are currently being ungrateful saboteurs of our wonderful society. So we gotta we gotta improvise. We gotta we gotta talk to someone someone just beyond our normal social circle. So uh there is one of the, the more successful roadkill gatherers. Who happens to be Dirt's ex. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. His name is Honch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course it is. And he can usually be found either at the side of roads gathering carcasses or, uh, you know, deep in... Well, there aren't really any wood- wooded areas, but the, the like, dry scrubland areas. Mm-hmm. Again, gathering carcasses. Or alternatively, at the one inn in Skalaug's domain, the leaky eye patch. Oh, what a what a wonderfully evocative name for an inn! <laughs> it has to be the leaky eye patch for sure. And I like the idea. Like we talk about roadkill, which which means there must be vehicles that are likely to you know kill and strike down animals. I love the idea of there being, you know, like an Uber Lyft equivalent, but like down the line when they've automated it and made it unnecessary for workers. So basically, these vehicles need to be running constantly because they have to run over the animals that provide the power for the rest of society. And I like the idea that they are themselves made of run over animals so it's basically like your elephant situation but these ones are just like they're just anything so like it might be a cow yeah on wheels it's it's a cow on wheels or or, yeah no no it is it is on wheels but like they absorb creatures into their being like if they're not just hitting them for roadkill that sits on the side of the road like they're they're self-refueling and the way they do that is by like running down an animal and kind of like absorbing it so they're all these like terrible chimeras of of like the different (laughs) animals that just happen to be around i want it to be someone's job like i want there to be like mechanics but instead of (laughs) fixing cars they are are just stitching pelts together (laughs) yes yeah it's all taxidermy yeah oh and that's what it can be called the taxidermy Mm -hmm. oh yes (laughs) the dermitaxi Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, we're going to keep this one short and sweet, too. James has a book. You should buy it. He has many books that you should buy. You can find links in the show notes. We have a Patreon. There's tons of bonus content. It helps me do this job. It helps James support his family. It helps all of us at the network do what it is that we're doing. If you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. Now, with all of that out of the way... Let's get back to the show. Okay, so there are these roads where the dermataxi, like, they, that this is where they operate. Yeah. And 
I don't think there are any sidewalks in this world. No, that would be useful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the roads the roads are only for taxidermy, so we like have to travel kind of carefully on these and these are automated things, but they're automated things that are designed not to care if they hit anything. So it's essentially an extended game of Frogger to get us mm -hmm. from where we are over to the leaky eye patch. Wonderful. Uh, so you're going to catch this Dermotaxi. Uh, you, just, you just kind of start walking and then you hope to leap on something. I think, I think you have to throw like a hook or something oh nice yeah it's just yeah. like they, they they don't stop and then you or reel them down. in yeah. yeah exactly or rather you reel yourself in <laughs> you're dragged across the ground for like a good first portion of your ride mm. you and sarah managed to both hook yourselves onto the same let's say wandering gazelle mm -hmm. and crawl yourselves onto its back that seems to be going roughly in the direction of the leaky eye patch. And you get kind of just around the block before it looks like the dermataxi is going to turn. So yeah, <laughs> you're like a block away by the time you can just fling yourselves off desperately, <laughs> hoping not to get pummeled by the next one to come along. I, I like the idea that what we, we see, we see Syrah dismount and, and Syrah like kind of comes down the landing mm. in this armor and like, there's this kind of like cool necromantic aura that like wafts out from them. And then we see dirt like fly off and smack off of the sign for the hmm. leaky eye patch and fall into a big like barrel of water. And yep. then we see the elephant slam into that barrel of water, smashing it open. <laughs> And dirt oh yeah, because like, the elephant's gonna be being dragged along dragged this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and dirt is just like kind of like coughing and flailing. Ah! <laughs> nice. Sarah waits for you uh, at the door before entering, uh, and you're gonna shake yourself off, mm -hmm. and you enter uh, the leaky eye patch. The leaky eye patch is one of the least dismal places in the entire domain. The little glow stick heat pack animals that they have are bunnies that were once quite cute. Mm -hmm. And they have them in kind of a, they've got this like soft warmish yellow glow coming from them. They've put them in not a fireplace exactly, but it is a hole in the wall that could, God. if you squint, look like a fireplace. Yeah, I, I love that. As as much as they can, they like try to polish metal behind it or, or maybe obsidian mm. slate so it reflects yeah. out. And it is definitely enough to like provide an, an almost cozy warm glow to Yeah, to and room. the algae that's growing on the walls here is actually a really nice shade of green, so it almost looks like they've got houseplants. It's the and it produces the fewest allergens of any growing thing that exists in Skalog's domain, which is still a lot of allergens. It's still a lot. It's still a lot. <laughs> you can see quite a few people here. It looks like in one corner, there there's some people that seem to have come from the protest or on are on their way to the protest. It's usually quite a popular haunt with pit crawlers, but these ones they're like writing out signs, um, saying things like no pits without bits um and similarly poor slogans uh but there is in one corner it's the skin off my back 
Yeah. <laughs> Honch is sitting in one corner, nursing a big tankard of what is no doubt lukewarm ale. Uh, how did things end between you and Honch? Was it a, a friendly breakup? A bad feeling situation? Here, here's what I think for Dirt and Honch is we're so bad for each other. But oh, but you just can, can't keep away. We just can't keep away from each other. Dirt is looking around the room and like we can see Dirt Dirt will like pull from from these robes or whatever, like a little a little pot of like something to to rub on the snoot that is like protruding <laughs> from from these robes that like shines it up a bit. Yeah. And Dirt looks across the room and the camera goes into soft focus and slow motion. In fact, we can see someone from the table across from Haunch slams their fist on the table in slow motion down onto like a chipmunk. And the chipmunk like blooms in this beautiful pink light that cascades across the form of Haunch. And there is like a, a brewing pot that is like placed down on another table. And these like delicate bubbles float through the air. And it's just like this... I feel like Haunch has to look real gnarly. Like, I don't... Oh, yeah. I feel like as we're getting all these lighting effects, they first cascade on this, like, absolutely ripped, flowing hair, grizzled-looking guy. Mm -hmm. And then he moves away. Like, he (laughs) takes a step away. And then you get to this, like, toad person. Yes. (laughs) There's definitely there's music playing. Mm. It's like it's it's never gonna dance again. Yeah. Kenny G just like that blaring sax and dirt dirt you know kind of elbows Sarah in like the knee. Cause that's about where dirt reaches. Mm-hmm. How do I look? Uh, Sarah will take one look at you and go. Yeah, pretty um mysterious. Is that what you're going for? You know, I think I feel like mysterious is is kind of the best that I can hit on, like, a good day. So if I, if I got an air of mystery... Yeah, you look you look you absolutely ambiguous. Dirt is extremely touched by that. But I feel, I feel like, I feel like, Sarah, you know, we are as close to friends as, like, you can, you can mm. get when you believe in the strange hierarchies that we believe in. I feel like Sarah has to, like, passively disapprove of of haunch it's okay like we need to talk to haunch but there there's no way you just you got us you've seen this flame out so many different times yeah so sarah's probably going to be looking at you being like now let me do most of the talking right i don't i don't know that it's a very good idea for you two to be talking together what what, what, what do you what do you mean well i'm i oh oh you mean you mean the uh, the relationship that the the sexual and romantic relationship that I had with Hodge? I've basically already forgotten all about that. Well, I've I've heard you say that before. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but I'm sure this time is different. Mm. Well, it better be. I don't, I don't want to see you hurt like you were last time. You know, uh, Sarah. Emotionally and physically. Sarah, it it it's me. It's dirt. Do I seem like the type of person who is vulnerable to an abusive relationship dynamic? No, I'm someone who worships at the feet of Skulag, someone who I know has my best interests at heart. 
Well, just remember we're here for work. It's a work thing. And there's nothing I love more than work. We're just going to go talk to one of the most elegant creatures in all the realm. And and then we're going to get right to work. Mm. Well, kind of, Sir Rubble reluctantly leads you over to the table. Sit down and kind of le- lean a little bit, trying to get in between <laughs> you and Haunch. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Dirt scrabbles his way up up a stool and like, you know, puts throws an elbow down on the table and goes, this seat taken, kind of leaning in. And then we just see Syrah like intrude. Yeah, just between, to muscle right in. Yeah, Gotta leave some room for Skalag. <laughs> just heavily plate armored elbow just <laughs> clanging down on the table. Hunch will put down his tankard of ale, flip the three wispy hairs that Oh yeah, sort of definitely has like from... like these like sort of slimy wispy hairs. It's not like hair so much as like antenna almost. Like Yeah, yeah. And they or produce they a could mucus. Be... I know what everyone in the audience is thinking. Do they produce a mucus? They absolutely <laughs> produce a mucus. Thank goodness that has been answered. <laughs> Flicks those little tendrils and leans past Skalag's elbow. Well, hello there, Dirt. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah! <sighs> you know, mostly mostly been hitting the pit, crawling around, uh, working out, you know, working on working on myself, sort of sort of taking some time to to be me, to to live in the dirt. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean. I, too, have been uh, living that haunch life. I mean, I've been doing absolutely great since I last saw you. Just absolutely loving life. Live, laugh, haunch, as they say. <laughs> they they do say that frequently and all the time. You see it, anyone? Oh, you know, a uh, few, few, few people. Yeah, puts his legs up, like, sc- <laughs> like sort of scrunch, like, legs up on the table. Just tries to lean back, look real casual. She's like, yeah, I, uh, I, I get around, you know, I mean, uh, scraping a carcass here, scraping a carcass there. You uh, you meet some people on the road, but I, I don't like to scrape and tell. Oh, no. Of, of, of Yeah. Yeah, of course not. My, my dance card's been super full. I see a lot of people socially and romantically, so just living a really... Satisfied life over here. Uh, hey! Know about any flames that should be quenched? <laughs> um, at that, I, I think that Hunch kind of is a little bit startled to be asked such a direct question. And uh, kind of having put his legs up on the table, like falls back on his chair, <laughs> but picks himself back up. Oh, <clears throat> uh, well, I, 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 I wouldn't know. Uh, what, what, what is this about flames? That, that should be quenched. <clears throat> uh, dirt is gonna like kind of, kind of as you know, sort of slick and smooth as possible. Try to take the banner and slide it across the table, and like we get a real close up of like the sort of vacuous hood. We can see just like the tiniest glimmer of the beady eyes that Dirt mm-hmm. has, like poke out, look at his kind of like gnarled hand sliding it just so so it could it's definitely definitely an accident if their fingers were to 
accidentally touch. Yeah, and they do. Like, Honch just, like, reaches out and the stickiness of his skin, like, catches a little against the, the gnarled, I want to say matted fur? Yeah. On yeah. dirt. <laughs> that matted fur? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> dirt goes, oh, careful. If you touch dirt, it could get everywhere. <laughs> uh, there's like a close-up of Honch's bulbous eyes just going a little bit wider. And then he, it, like the sticky pads of his fingers, like, sucker onto the card and drag it across the table oh i love i love having like gecko hands just like (laughs) and he has a look oh the uh the awakening flame well um just just we're just thinking of uh you know heading out heading out to quench it real quick just just get a little quench in for levensies you know well i mean i haven't seen it myself but obviously i've heard rumors i mean we've all heard rumors you must have heard the rumors oh yeah i've heard all sorts of rumors but uh you know for Sarah here we, I, I figured it'd be great to just have someone fill fill Sarah in on every detail of every rumor you've ever heard <laughs> right so um for Sarah, some of the uh the scrapers have been saying that while they've been going up in some of the roads in some of the far-off mountains, they have seen a warm orange glow and heard a crackle. Like the crackle of an animal being bashed against a rock to start its sickly glow, right? Sort of like that, but um, I don't know how to put this. Like, nice? Nice. So... So yeah, not what was that like word the, the soft organic thud of of gooey flesh and bone crunching together? No, uh, I think uh, this one woman that I spoke to described it as pleasant. Ple- pleasant? Not, I think I'm that's not, it. Yeah, pleasant. I'm not familiar with this word. It's making me uncomfortable. Well, pleasant. I mean, it's it might be more dangerous than you think. Yeah, we, we, we can't we can't be having that. Somebody, somebody should put a stop to it. I, uh, thinking Sarah and I, probably just the two for the job. Well, people say that the, uh, the, this flame is awakening in some of the caves on the border between uh, Skulag and Emborio's realm. Emborio. So... If you if you're sure you know what you're doing, that's where I'd go looking. But Dirt, do you even know how to quench a flame? I I mean, how hard can it be? I mean, I've quenched a thirst. <laughs> <laughs> the beady eyes sparkle longingly from beneath the hood. Honch looks at you. And his suckered hands slide the card back over the table, not quite reaching yours. But he looks into the cape, like where your eyes should be. Look. Just be careful with this one, Dirt. I don't want to see you get burned. Dirt, like, sort of grabs grabs the paper and, like, is, is trying to... Is, is gonna say something flirtatious in return. Or actually, is 
like reaching as though they're gonna lean over the table and and like like move in to, to make some kind of move on Haunch and I feel like this is a great time for Sarah to just I think at that point Sarah just like <laughs> <laughs> throws himself bodily across the table. <laughs> <laughs> bundles you write out okay right well we're on our way uh got that great uh fire must be quenched in the border between this realm and emborios great lovely to see you haunch uh, my, my, my dms are open <laughs> and of course i don't know why i'm saying this as we all know in this world dms are direct muskrats that's a muskrat that just <laughs> shouts muskrat me, that just, like, just, like throws through your window yeah <laughs> <laughs> This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Lauterbrunnen by Cody Martin. Urgent Assistance by Cast of Characters. Coffee with Gershwin by Dresden the Flamingo. Recklessness by Curtis Parks. And Noir Number no. 1 by Pedro. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with part three of Pit Crawler. The history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like, and then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come! Join us in the muck at System Mastery. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And I'm going to take a little bit more time with this one that I did with the intro in the mid-roll. This is going to be a little bit different for a call to action. What I'd like to do on this day is ask you not to lose hope. There are so many things that are bad right now. There are so many things that are oppressing so many people. It can feel overwhelming. Hope is what lets us keep going. Hope is what can drive us to affect change. That's all. I just want to ask you not to lose hope. Take some time. Find some space if you're able to. Rest. Recover. And move on with hope to fight another day. Thanks, heroes. If you enjoyed this show, you should check out some of the other shows on the One Shot Podcast Network. Shows like Campaign Skyjacks. Campaign Skyjacks takes place in an original setting inspired by folk tales and classic adventure fiction. James, James D'Amato leads Liz Anderson, John Patrick Cohen, Tyler Davis, Johnny O'Mara, and in recent episodes, Nathan Blades, as they tell a tale of daring sky pirates, giant birds, and the terror of a cursed sea. It's funny, dramatic, and at times emotionally devastating. Just search for Campaign Skyjacks or James D'Amato on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app.
As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.